because you have to travel to the big city to meet big personalities. All it takes is a conversation with one of the humans of Almont to see how easily this sentiment can be proven incorrect. The originality and ingenuity that bursts at the seams of the population within this little town is inconceivable to those who have never stepped foot in the realms of Mississippi Mills before. This mill town has it all, without the help of a Walmart or a Costco, but solely through the charisma of its people. Welcome to the Humans of Almont podcast. I'm your host, Pippa Norman, and here with me today is somebody who can teach us all about what it means to be Almont born and raised, but not limited in potential. It's the scientist who wears many masks, Miss Jennifer Sheffield. So, Miss Sheffield's job description may be chemistry and biology teacher here at Almont District High School, but those who know her would better define her as a superwoman disguised in a lab coat. <laughs> So my first question for you um, that I'd like to start every episode with is how long has Almont been home for you? Almost my whole life. <laughs> um, do I have to say how many years? No. no I've been here. I lived here uh, when I was two years old. I came to Almont with my family and, and I've left and I've come back and I've left and come back. But Okay. So about since you were two with a little in and out there yeah, to go you know, to the world. I went to school, saw the world worked in other places, and came back. And still came back. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, so aside from being a passionate teacher, uh, could you tell us a little bit about some of the other roles that you occupy outside of your average school day, such as a puppeteer, an actress, a marathoner, a dancer? <laughs> a mother. A mother. <laughs> <laughs> Two beautiful children. Um, and I've yeah, I love running, and so I love challenges, and so I uh, thought I'd never run a marathon, but um, now you've run. Now I've run nine of them. Yeah. Um, my favorites being the ones at Disney World and <laughs> uh, New York City. Those are amazing. Um, I got into puppeteering because Noreen Young asked me to, and when Noreen asks you to do something, <laughs> you say yes. Um, but it was all meant to be. I love puppeteering. I've learned a lot from her and through that I've got a part-time job as a puppeteer working for Rocky Arts. So that keeps me busy in the summertime at my part-time job and uh, which also took me to Yellowknife which was amazing as well. Yes, you were reading uh -huh. about that. Maybe. And um, acting and dancing are passions for me, theater in general I guess. So I spend lots of time um, at the Ottawa Little Theater and uh, directing school shows and um, trying to uh, just get better at it. I love it so and pass it on to my students as well. And you were actually a ballet dancer in all throughout high school? Oh, it? my whole life. Like, I, like another thing, you know, I start when you're a kid and I've danced ever since I was like four years old or something. So yeah, yeah ballet is a passion for me. I love dancing. Um, so you were born and raised, as you said, since two years old in Almont. Um, you even attended Almont District High School yourself yep. as mm -hmm. a student about 31 years ago, we decided. Mm -hmm. um, do you ever wish that fate had been different for you, that you had um, been born into central New York, just on the street from Broadway, or the theatrical mecca of Stratford-upon-Avon in London, England? No, I don't, I don't wish my life to be that different. I'm so lucky, I think, to have been born in Canada and raised in Almont, and I think Almont is uh, the best of every world. 
um, because it's got everything we need. I can go for a run in two minutes. I'm in the country. <laughs> I don't have to battle traffic and stoplights like in the city. And yeah. But then in a half an hour, I'm downtown at the theater and acting. And uh, so it's a, a great community Almost to like grow up in. and The perfect in-between. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, would my choices have been different if I had been raised in New York or Stratford? Would I have become a, an actress professionally? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I'm really happy doing what I do in the theater world um, uh, for fun because uh, it is fun. And I think for me, if I was being paid to do it, it would change the nature of it. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, different kinds of pressures and different expectations and mm -hmm. I can live a comfortable life <laughs> in the job that <laughs> I have and I'm not a starving artist and I yeah. still get to play on stage so yeah. awesome. best of every world yeah. ever since yeah um so what's it like walking these halls as a teacher when you walked them as an 80s teenager mm -hmm. not too long ago especially with your sister teaching across the hall from you whom according to her you have an excessive gum pack debt to <laughs> Because, yeah, that's another story, <laughs> Emily. Um, uh, it's, it's nothing. It, ADHS now is um, my home as a teacher. But I, when I came back here, my first year back here teaching was mm -hmm. really weird. I have to say in many <laughs> ways, like walking through the staff room doors um, <laughs> was uh, felt like I was doing something illegal, calling my former teachers by their first names instead of Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. Like, was all very strange. But it actually wore off pretty quickly within that first year. And there had been some major changes done to the building in my first year, couple of years here. There, mm -hmm. um, the gym expansion happened. Uh, we used to have two gyms in the building. The, the small gym got turned into the library. Uh, the music mm -hmm. room got changed. Like, some pretty significant structural changes happened. So that kind of helped me get over the fact that it's I had the been exact a student. Same place. Yeah, everything wasn't exactly the same. So, But um, there's some familiarity with the place and the people that are in it that's really, I guess it's really comfortable in a good way. Yeah. Um, it feels, it's a small school. It feels more like a family. People watch out for each other more. People, everybody knows everybody. Um, and uh, so nobody can really be anonymous. And uh, everyone's cared for. Nobody sort of slips through the cracks, at least yeah. we hope. So, yeah. That's the way of thinking of it. Yeah. Um, so if I were to have interviewed 22-year-old Miss Sheffield, mm -hmm. fresh out of <laughs> teacher's college, mm -hmm. would she have told me about her dream of returning to her old high school? No. Or would she have had different ambitions? <laughs> yes. 22-year-old uh, me thought um, I started working at Opiongo High School up the valley. Okay. And I rented this little farmhouse that was out in the middle of wherever, <laughs> Douglas, Ontario. And I was all alone, and it was like fresh out of university, and it was a real, it was a wow. huge culture shock for me. Um, I saw my life going in a different direction, but still like in t the teaching profession, but right. I thought I was eventually going to make my way to Ottawa. I was going to have a nice little apartment in Ottawa. I was going to buy myself a cottage somewhere on mm -hmm. a lake somewhere nearby and that didn't happen I uh, was I was lucky to get a job when I did because uh, times were kind of like they are now mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of cutbacks in education and so teaching jobs were 
very few and far between, but right at a teacher's college, I got a job because I could teach science. Mm. And um, um, I just, I, I kept, you know, I kept losing my job because I was low on the totem pole in terms of seniority. And then this job opening came up, up in Almont. And I thought, how weird would that be to go back to my hometown? <laughs> and I got the job and here I am. Wow. Yeah, it's serendipitous. Just by chance. Yeah. Um, so for two years of your career, you actually left ADHS mm -hmm. to pursue an international position in Costa Rica. Um, how did you get this opportunity, and how did it compare to the teaching that you've experienced already? Hmm. Um, I decided to try international teaching, um, went to an international job fair, and was interviewed by schools from all over the world. and. Um, offered a few positions and chose the one in Costa Rica. Um, it was at an American private school, an international private school, so okay. uh, curriculum was different. The goals for the students were slightly different because they had different types of exams to write that were standardized as opposed to Ontario. Um, so for example, I was teaching AP courses mm -hmm. and the way that like the education system was slightly different, um, so that took some adjustment. I thought I was going to experience a huge culture shock going yeah, to Costa Rica. Yeah, from Almont to Costa Rica. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't, the culture shock coming home was worse. Okay. Going there was an adventure, so I f was open to it and accepting of, of uh, I knew people were speaking a different language and yeah. that their life experiences were different than mine and um, did you have to learn? I was prepared Spanish? for that. Yeah, I didn't have to, but I did because okay. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and and we traveled all over Central America, and so you know, there's culture shock because it's different than home, but it's yeah. part of the adventure. So it was exciting and fun, and sometimes weird and sometimes scary. But um, coming home was worse because you don't realize that living overseas changes you, uh -huh. and so you don't you come home to a situation where you think everybody's changed the way you have. You don't really think it. It's just this thing in your subconscious. And actually, everybody here was still the way they are the here. Same. And yeah. I was different. And so that was hard. Yeah, that was hard interesting. To, yeah. I didn't realize reverse culture shock was a thing until then. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, Diving a little bit deeper into your puppeteering mm -hmm. career, um, how did you, well, you said that you, Noreen got you into it. She yeah. just asked and you said yes. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned your trip to the um, Northwest Territories recently yeah. uh -huh. in an ice castle. <laughs> yeah. What was that all about? Um, uh, there's a festival every year in Yellowknife called the Snow King Festival. And this That's man awesome. that everyone calls the Snow King, I actually don't know his real name. Is it a real man? Yeah. Oh, wow. Quite, oh, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a guy who builds this giant snow castle. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's huge. It takes two months to build. He has a, a whole team of people. Who, yeah. Wow. There's a theater in it. It's got a stage. It's got a sound booth. It's got uh, wings. It's got a green room. It's got... And it's all made it's of got, ice. Like, yeah, it's all ice and snow. It oh takes my. them two months to build it. They start January 1st. And March 1st, their festival opens, and the festival runs for the month of March. Wow. And they bring in entertainment from, all, there's stuff going on every day, all day, in their theater, and um, 
well, not all day, but they bring in a lot of people, mostly from the area and from British Columbia. And okay, the like prairies. the local. Yeah, but they flew us in from Ottawa, which was pretty special. So that's crazy. Yeah, that was. Um, so they asked amazing opportunity, your so. puppeteering group to come. Yeah, well, she applied for it. My the girl I work for applied for the festivals. Okay. This is what she does: is uh-huh. she applies for festivals, and when we get them, we go and we puppeteer at them. And so she applied for this one, and we got it. So and was how pretty cold amazing. were you? While you were it was there? pretty cold, <laughs> actually. Um, I mean, it gets cold here too, but the same. Yeah. But it wasn't as cold here. Like it was like minus sixteen or seventeen. Right. So I was prepared for that with boots and parka and stuff mm-hmm. but puppeteering in that kind of clothing is difficult so I have Beautiful. to take my yeah. parka off and I had layers on but I still was freezing like my hands were freezing my toes were frozen and <laughs> but you just it's a half an hour little show right. so it's not the end of the world but I know at the end of it I was really really cold but <laughs> did you perform yeah. like in the theater or yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. How yeah. many people could they fit in the theater? Um, I think there were about, I want to say close to 100 people in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. With, like, seats and everything? No, no. Like, people like, were standing or sitting okay. on the ice. Oh. Some people brought like things little to blankets. sit on, like, with okay. their kids. So, but, yeah, I guess they're all used to that. Yeah, that's More pretty than cool. We are, but yeah. <laughs> it was cool in many ways. Yeah, I get cool. And, and Noreen got me into all of this because... The town hired her to build a puppet as like um, a mascot type of thing, as a representative of the town that could go to different festivals and represent, mm-hmm. um, ask, answer people's questions. Uh, so she built this puppet called Miss Mills, and they oh, needed someone the, like, green and blue yeah. lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think um, Noreen didn't want to commit herself to having to work that puppet at all these fest- festivals. Yeah, that's a lot. And so uh, she thought of me and suggested me to the town to be that person. And so <laughs> that's how I got into it. So you're kind because of she said, you're Mills. from Almont, and you know Almont. You grew up here, and you're in the theater world, and you know something about performing. And yeah, so I think you should do fit. this. And so I said, okay. <laughs> and then that, you tend the rest to do that a lot. Just yeah. say, okay. And I say yes to it's a good way of living life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you not only act with your own theater companies in Ottawa, um, but you also direct award-winning productions <laughs> at the AHS Drama Club. Um, what is it like to be directed, but also be the director? Hmm. Um, I like... Uh, Do you prefer one? Huh. Um, uh, but I really enjoy um, directing mm-hmm. my students um, because I feel like I can pass things on and they can learn and um, everybody gets something out of it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I would enjoy directing adults the same way. Okay. Um, maybe it's a confidence thing, but I really, really enjoy acting. So I don't know if I would pick one over the other because they're kind of two different. It's kinda apples and oranges. Um, I like being directed by people who have something to teach me because right. I always want to learn more and right. get better at it and as a teacher, it's kind it. of always a sense of teaching for you, yeah, whether I you can teach is. or whether you can be taught. I, uh, okay. I want to learn more. I always want to learn more in so many ways, and <laughs> acting is one of them. And so I like being directed for that reason. Yeah. And then, yeah, the directing my students is... Your own way of teaching. Yeah, and exposing them to things that they wouldn't normally get that opportunity to yeah. be exposed to. And, That's yeah. good, too, because we don't have drama classes in our school. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
yeah, a drama class for the kids. It's a chance to learn a little bit about how to act and just what humans are like and how we behave with each other and how we <laughs> react to each other and uh-huh. um, we get to laugh a lot and yeah make mistakes and learn from our mistakes and we're doing it all for nothing just for the sheer joy of, of this project that we put together and yeah. present to people at the end of it so there's a huge sense of accomplishment that comes from that and I like to see the students go through that the hard working phase and then the payout at the end when they get to have a lot of fun on stage and play so yeah yeah so my last question for you is, as you, as we said, you've accomplished nine successful marathons, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so which would you say is more demanding of you, um, both physically and mentally, running a marathon or running around after unruly teenagers? <laughs> oh. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <It's> um, <a> <laughs> That's a tough question because uh, marathon definitely beats me down physically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I th- absolutely it's true that half the battle is mental in running a marathon. Yeah, your body will keep going, but your mind just says this hurts. You should stop now. But yeah, so you have to battle that. Um, but I would have to say that there are emotional challenges of uh, of trying to teach and guide um, teenagers in a rapidly changing world is right. probably because I do that more than I run marathons. So mm-hmm. It's probably the harder of the two. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So how would you feel about a quick fire round? Okay. Do you know what I, you got that? Okay. So I'm going to give you some options and you just choose one. Okay. Just like whichever one would come to you first is <laughs> okay. like, that's what I would prefer. Okay. Um, and they're all Elmont related. Okay. So we have Fabulous Fries, Cheeky Chippy, or Green Mill? Oh, fabulous Fries. Okay. Tim Hortons or Equator? Equator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Light Up the Night or Elmont Fair? Light Up the Night. Crooked Mile or Vodka? Oh, that's a tough one. Vodka. Maple Syrup or Honey? Maple syrup. Hummingbird chocolate or an HFT donut? Hummingbird chocolate. Farmer's market or mill of kintail? Mill of kintail. Farley Moe or Superior? So different. <laughs> this is supposed to be rapid fire Superior. <laughs> Plaid or camo? Plaid. James Naismith or R. Tate McKenzie? Oh, no. Uh, um, I'll go with uh, McKenzie. Baker Bob's or Don's Meat Market? Baker Bob's. Riverside Trail or River Walk? River Walk. Ultramar or Esso? Um, Esso. Keltfest or Fiberfest? Fiberfest. Clayton or Pakenham? Clayton. Mamas or Milano's? Mamas. Almont or Carlton Place? Oh, Almont. So my final question for you is, if the mayor were to ask you, were to task you with creating a new slogan for Almont, what would you choose and why? A new slogan, because the one that comes into my mind right away is the friendly town. Yes, but that doesn't, (laughs) it's not even on our water Water tower anymore. anymore. I know, that's tragic. I feel like we need to put out some new suggestions. Um... Oh my gosh, I'm not a, I'm not an ideas person, and I'm that's okay. under under pressure if I could come up with a new slogan for Almont. 
um, it's the best of every world. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good, right off the tip of your tongue. Um, okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. For talking to me today. No problem. Thank you.